like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual, kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. I am Primal Piggy. Welcome to another in our Locktober podcast series. Today, the time has come. You and your partner have discussed this multiple times and you've decided to give male chastity a try. Some people always have an interest in chastity. Maybe it's inspired by medieval portrayals of chaste maidens locked up in more ways than one. Maybe it's a way to prove your dedication to your partner. Maybe it's just something different and you think it sounds interesting. Whatever your reasons, they're all valid and we're here to help you navigate chastity during this Locktober season. Um, where do you begin? Well, the first thing we uh, recommend is having an open and an honest conversation with your partner or your dominant. Uh, what, what do you want to get out of chastity? Do you want to do it as part of a kinky play scene? Do you want to try it as part of an ordinary day scenario? Uh, we can't stress this enough. Open and honest communication is the baseline that everyone should start from. This applies to multiple areas of life, but particularly a relationship that involves BDSM. If you're a dominant with a submissive who wants to try chastity, what are their aims for it? Is there a particular scenario they want to role play? Is the chastity also tied to humiliation? There are so many questions. So again, open and honest communication. There's no room for embarrassment here either. So be transparent and really talk about all of the hard subjects. Talk about everything uh, to do with the subject. So what's next? Well, now it's time to choose a device. For people trying a device out for the first time, we suggest a website called houseofdenial.com. Now, this isn't a paid endorsement. We just found they have lots of good educational material, and they sell quality gear. We, we would probably recommend a silicone cage. A reason, they're reasonably priced. There's lots of variation in models and colors, and a bit more forgiving for those newbies. So you've got your choice of plastic or resin, silicone or metal, as with all things, they have their merits depending on what you want. Plastic devices are the nicest middle ground. Metal devices are perfect for heavy play scenes and really pushing the limits of your chastity. Silicone is excellent for day-to-day -day wear and comfort uh, because the nature of the material is that it's really flexible. So measure yourself and don't fudge the measurements. You you need to know the length of your shaft when it's flaccid, the width of your shaft when it's soft, and the girth of your shaft and balls taken from behind the sack and then around. For first-timers to chastity, our personal recommendation, recommendations are options that are inexpensive. 
you you may try it and decide that the fantasy is just way more exciting than the reality. And that's okay. It's part of the journey of experimenting with kink. You have to find your limits and your boundaries. The The device is in my hands, so tell me more. Well, okay, just slow down. Before this goes anywhere near your dick, you need to be mindful of a few things. Get used to the device and test it thoroughly. Take, take it apart and put it back together. Now take it apart and put it back together again. Get familiar with it, as hopefully, hopefully you'll be spending a lot of time in it. Does the device slot together again easily? Is the locking mechanism a little stiff? Do the keys remove nice and easily once it's locked? Are there any sharp or rough edges on the device? If you're using something like plastic, you can oftentimes rub them down with a little bit of sandpaper. These are all things you need to know before putting any form of intimate device on your body. If you feel there's something maybe not perfect with the device, always contact the supplier. It might be a case with the locks uh, will turn easier with use or the mechanism is meant to be slightly stiff to ensure that the device stays firmly sealed. But if you don't ask, you really, you won't know. Now your queries have been answered. It's time to get that device on. As with all good things in life, slow and steady is really the key. It's extremely likely that you're going to get an erection trying to put the device on with all of the excitement. Now that's fine and it's normal. It's probably healthy even. But it can be frustrating if you just want to move things along. The top tips to help diffuse the situation or ask your partner or your dominant to leave the room if you need to. It's, it's not rude. It just might be adding pressure to the situation. Honestly, it's always the honesty is always the key. I think unsexy thoughts. That's tried but true. Take lots of deep, calming breaths. It's not easy with your junk in your hands, but do your best. And if all else fails, take a cold shower. The cold will definitely kill your erection, but the cold also serves to constrict your blood vessels, making everything a bit smaller. And in this situation, that's a really excellent thing. Now that you're in the ideal flaccid state, coat your flaccid penis, the inside of the cage, and the inside edge of the ring in lube. There's a whole host of thoughts and feelings about chastity devices and lube. Should you lose used lube at all? Would oil be better, water-based lube, silicone lube? It's really up to you and what feels most comfortable what you feel most comfortable with, but we found that water-based lubes tend to work the best for putting on. Silicone-based lubes can disintegrate silicone-based products over time. However, it's really a personal preference and what you're comfortable with. The market is always expanding with amazing new and fancy lubes, so experiment. Find the one that you love and use that, but for uh, the love of your penis, just use lube. Also, we don't re recommend any tingle lube or heat lube. Those are really for novelty purposes and fun sexual inter interactions, but they're not really for long-term comfort. So you're lubed in the cage, and it's locked. 
I'm in chastity. We're all done, right? <laughs> Before you begin moving further down the glorious path of chastity, the final safety precaution, the keys. There's two main scenarios with chastity and keys. One is that you and your partner are doing this together. The other is that you're paying a mistress or a master to hold your keys. If it's you and your partner doing it together, fantastic. Separate the keys. Most devices will come with at least two keys for the device. You keep one and your partner keeps one. Maybe adorned around their neck so they, you can see it constantly and be reminded of this secret between you. That's all fantastic. You still need to keep one of the keys for yourself. This can be difficult if you're feeling the beautiful constriction of your cock and your partner's chest is all flushed with how much they're turned on by this and all you want to do is get on your knees and obey their every command. We've all been there. However, in the potential event that the necklace comes off during playtime and falls between the slats in the bed or gets thrown into the corner of the room and later the two of you were pulling the room apart to find the keys and getting anxious about what happens if you can't find them. Separate the keys, save both of you the stress and the hassle, and put another key in a safe and secure place. Now, if you're in a key holder arrangement, good for you. Keeping one of the keys is even more essential. We can't stress this enough. Keep a key for yourself. Any dom or dame worth their salt will entirely understand that this is for safety and emergency purposes. In the event that you need the keys and your key holder is out of town or doesn't even live in the same city or country as you, you, you should have one available. Safe, sane, and consensual are cornerstones of the fetish scene. They're good and sensible things to remember, so keep a key. If you and your key holder want, you can put the key in a lockbox and they know the combination. It doesn't have to be clinical. It can still be sexy and fun. It just needs to be safe. Wow, okay, I've got the second key somewhere safe. Where do we go from here? Now it's time to evaluate and check yourself. Check, check how you're feeling. Ask yourself many questions and move about. How is the device sitting? Is there any discomfort? Does the device feel like it's slipping or pulling forward? What color are your testicles? Is the ring tight or loose? A device that fits you well shouldn't be too uncomfortable. The only vague discomfort you should feel is if you're trying to get hard. Otherwise, the device should just be comfortable. Somewhat. If there's discomfort that lasts for more than a few minutes, then take the device fully off and see if you can identify what was uncomfortable. Was there too much friction? And then add more lube. The locking section of the device should be close, but not flush against you. If the device is pulling forward and is exposing part of the shaft, then it's likely that the device shaft is too short for you. That's a nice problem to have. So if that's all looking okay, time to check your testes. How are they doing? Are they tight? Is there any rubbing? If there's rubbing, then you may need a slightly bigger ring, so go for the next size up. Your testes, they shouldn't be changing color. If they're turning blue or purple, 
take the device off, like now. If they're getting dark, you're risking cutting circulation off or potential torsion. Neither of those is a good thing, so just take it off and replace or order another ring. If you have the chance to increase your time in a chassis device slowly and surely, like extending it by an hour or so a day, then after a few weeks, try an overnight. We feel this is the safest way. Now, I know October is just a couple days away, so maybe that won't be uh, something that is possible for you. Uh, if it gives your, uh, however, it gives your body the time to adjust to the feeling of the device and allows you to test out how wearing a device feels with your daily routine, especially if you're going to the gym regularly. We appreciate uh, that's not something everyone can do, but slow and steady is a great way to start chastity, especially if your plans are for longer term chastity, such as the 31 days of October. The last big point that I'd make is regarding longer-term chastity, health, and cleanliness. Wash every day, twice if you do a physically exerting job or you're exercising. Soap and water is more than enough to do the job, and most devices have a urethral opening and side shaft openings. The health of you, all of you, should be tantamount to everything you do. We know that some people are let out of their devices daily or weekly to fully wash the device and themselves before going back in. It's about what works for you and your partner or key holder. Wearing chastity is no excuse for not being hygienic. To, to not remain clean is really a discredit to yourself and your partner, so take pride in your submissive decisions and look after yourself. Stay mindful and clean. The other final big point is about play or unintended interaction with the device. If your cage gets struck during play or by someone accidentally hitting you with their briefcase on the train, uh, we recommend exercising caution and removing the device to check that the, both the device and you are okay. You should never ignore any signs of discomfort, itchiness, or pain when wearing a chastity device. Embarrassment, frustration, or disappointment are really small places, paces, uh, small prices to pay for having to remove your device early as opposed to any potential injuries. Just use common sense. Otherwise, we have no more real advice for you. It, it might seem like there's a lot to consider and take on board, but most chastity journeys are smooth once you've gotten over these few initial hurdles. This podcast isn't entirely inclusive of all the things you might need to consider or all the issues that you might encounter, but it's really a good starting point. Here are some bullets just to wrap this episode up. Communication. Communicate about your needs and desires with your partner, your key holder. Choose your device. Make sure you measure yourself accurately and have fun. Test the device, get acquainted with it, get familiar with how it all works. Separate the keys and keep one safe at all times. Always, always have access to a key in case of emergencies. Having to get the thing cut off at an emergency room or a doctor's office is not fun. 
use lube. Lube is always the best idea. Don't try to put a device on dry. Check yourself. Are you comfortable? Is there pain? Are things changing color? If so, remove immediately and check it out. Stay clean. It's just nasty otherwise. Wash regularly with soap and water. With that, enjoy the world of male chastity. I'm Primal Piggy. You can find me on Facebook at The Primal Piggy, all one word. You can also find me as an admin of a Facebook page called Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape. You can find that on Facebook at WCDT BDSM. And you can find us on our website, which we recently updated, www.bdsmunited.com. Thank you for listening to this, another in our Locktober uh podcast series if you're listening on your favorite platform be sure to leave a like a subscribe possibly a review this allows you to connect with us and allows other adults to find these bdsm educational resources thank you very much for listening talk to you again soon before you go head on over and visit our friend nookie at datingkinky.com. She's been a longtime supporter and friend of Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape, and she's built a very inclusive service that is Dating Kinky. Built by kinksters, for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. But also check out a Plus membership. It gives you access to nine books, three online classes, and over 250 webinar replays. That's nearly 400 hours of kinky education. Plus membership is an amazing deal. You also get access to amazing features like voice and video chat. That's datingkinky.com.